Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop. Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! The preseason in the books. The Jets wrap up a 3-0 preseason schedule. Chris Strebler was cut, ooh, but is on the practice squad. Yay. And as of uh, 1.56 p.m. on Thursday, Denzel Mims is still a member of the New York Jets. Welcome into the Can't Wait Podcast. Tim McMaster here along with Zach Rosenblatt and Marissa Dunn. A lot to get to as we discuss the 53-man roster, the surprises, the not-so-surprises, and... Zach was able to get a one-on-one interview with Sauce Gardner, so we're going to bring you that a little bit later in the show as well. If you're watching on YouTube, it's actually a video interview, so bonus there, uh, but we'll have the audio anyway, obviously, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. Uh, we're running a little bit late. I think we all have an excuse for that. Marissa's getting new rugs put in. I had a pediatri- pediatrician appointment but maybe best of all zach who decided that he just needed to get a shave in before we started, right? <laughs> yeah i just really playing with fire today I, I told you i went to get a sandwich from the same place around the corner for me that the last time i tried going there is when Dwayne brown got signed so i'm like i know denzel mims is gonna get traded right now but he didn't he and did. so i decided I, I came back watched a little tv i'm like it's like 115 i'm like i can shave my beard real quick and jump in the shower and then of course take my time that's like the, a yeah. that's a connor move like yeah i think i, I pulled a connor for sure yeah no, like he, can, I, he can't grow facial hair though so very true very true <laughs> now but, last yes. time last episode people are you'll learn probably that the fan base here the listenership like talks likes to talk about hats for a while i had mm. one hat hanging behind me in my other room and that was then i added a second and it was a big deal <laughs> ended up being a third but because connor had a whole wall of hats yeah. behind him uh, but you had a Jersey City hat last time. Big change up to Miami. I think this is going to become a thing where I know I, I, on the wall, but you're actually wearing a different hat. every. So day. I, I decided I'm going to try and wear a different one every pod. It might, eventually, oh, yeah. I might run out. I do have a lot of hats, um, some that I don't like that much, but I feel like I'll just have to wear them just so I can keep this this whole act going. But yeah, this is from the Super Bowl in Miami a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm kind of addicted to hats. When I go to places I haven't been and I see like a trucker type hat, you know, I like the trucker type with you can adjust it in the back. I have a big head so you can't really get a, a, a one that you can't adjust um yeah this is from the Super Bowl so yeah I'm I'm addicted to buying hats like this uh it's a bold move though especially when the sun's out because this doesn't block the bald spot in my head right. so I, I can get burnt so I always have to remember to put sunscreen on there struggles of being a bald man uh, <laughs> but yeah so I'm, I'm a hat guy I wasn't I this is- I, funnily enough I wasn't a hat guy for a long time because I wasn't sure how I looked in them because I didn't like how I looked when I was younger and then I started covering the Eagles my first year in 2018. And I just kept getting sunburned like every day. And my brother's like, just wear my hat. I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, oh, actually, that doesn't look that bad. And I've just been wearing hats like every day since then. Yeah, it only takes one like top of the head. Yeah. I just have like a little spot, one burn there. And then the worst is it peels, right? And you have like 
suddenly it feels like you have like severe dandruff, but it's actually yeah. your sunburn peeling and then hats from there on out. Yeah. Yes. And then you just got to worry about your ears and you're good to go. Exactly. Uh, somebody, somebody content. asked if I, somebody asked, am I bald? I'm not bald. I just have short hair. I'm balding. I would say I have <laughs> the Rosenblatt boys all have a bald spot in the back. It's a curse. We were <laughs> born with from like your mom's dad, right? Like it's, it's mom's dad. You Is that usually how it goes? I'm pretty sure that my dad's pretty bald. Yeah, so I don't know. Because <laughs> my mom's dad, my dad's bald. I'm doing okay. And my mom's dad uh, had a full head of hair when he was like 80. So, okay. so I, I think, I think Marissa, you're right on that. Um, <laughs> I think this is not the hair discussion, but I think your hat is, is definitely going to be a, a recurring theme here where you got to tell us where you got it, where it came from yeah, I like that. and all of that each like episode. <clears throat> we will not talk about balding anymore on this show. <laughs> It's a, no it's neither seen nor heard. Unless we have a yeah. sponsor that would like us to talk That's about. That's true. You yeah. know, preventing balding. Someone could sponsor point, my Marissa, hats. I'd I, happily sponsor and do some sort of sponsorship with hats if anybody's into that. Lids. You, you make yeah. a good point, though, because, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, Roman has a hair thing. So, mm -hmm. and they are an occasional sponsor. So, so maybe that's when we'll have that discussion. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to, uh, let's get to this team, the 53 man roster. But I, I talked about it a little bit off the top, and you talked about it going to get lunch. We got to start with Denzel Mims, right? I mean, here's a guy who traded, you know, the trade request goes through. Um, the Jets hear it, hear it out. I guess some teams contacted them. It wasn't the value they were looking for. Uh, he makes the roster. Seems like if, unless somebody gets hurt, he's probably not going to be a game day roster member uh, come week one. But just to update us, where are we right now, Zach, with the Denzel Mims saga? Yeah, the whole saga has happened since the last podcast, like multiple stages of it. <laughs> it's funny how quickly things happen yeah. in, in Jets land because by the, I think at the time we talked, he hadn't requested the trade yet because I don't right. believe we talked that about is that. That's true. So, yep. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's funnily enough when the trade it came through because his, his agent like tweeted a statement or he gave a statement to some media members. And I happened to be with a couple Jets writers. We were like hanging out after the joint practice and there's like a photo of, uh, I should have said that you put it in here. It's like me, Connor, Andy Vasquez, and two other guys who cover the Giants. And, and the three of us are just like looking at our phones, like finding out what's happening. So there's like evidence of all just being in our phones. But uh, yeah, you know, it. I, I didn't expect a trade demand from him, uh, especially considering he hasn't scored a touchdown in his NFL career and kind of, you know, he's six on the depth chart and, and all that stuff. Uh, I mean, when you think about it, I guess it makes sense. He wants to go somewhere where he can play. He believes he can play. He spoke to us after the Giants preseason game. He kind of he didn't really want to say much. He was kind of deferred to his agent. Uh, and then we talked to him in the locker room yesterday because we're back in the locker room now, which is cool. Um, it was funny. He was like an, another reporter kind of noticed that he was kind of like looking around, waiting for people to like notice him. Like he clearly wanted to say something. <laughs> um, and so then, you know, he he went and like changed and then he and then he came back to his locker and everybody surrounded him and and it's pretty clear that he still does not want to be there at everybody in the, in the organization keeps emphasizing. It's not that he hates the jets. He just wants to play. Uh, his whole thing was they clearly made up their mind. Um, you know, somebody asked like what his role is going to be in the week one. He's like probably inactive. Uh, it's pretty clear. He's, he's still putting the message out there that he wants to go somewhere he can play. I mean, it's, it's obvious that the guys that are ahead of him and they're going to stay ahead of him unless there's injuries. Uh, the question is whether, like what happens now? And um, I, I, if they were going to trade him, they probably got offers already. I imagine they weren't very significant, probably a day three pick, maybe a round five, round six. If they're not going to trade him for that, I can't see a scenario where they trade him for more. Like I, I've had people suggest like, you know, maybe a team gets desperate. They have a wide receiver injury, but why, why are you going to go turn to Denzel Mims? If you have a, 
if you're desperate for a receiver to, to jump into the starting line. I mean, this guy barely played last year. Uh, he hasn't proven anything. There, there's veterans that are in free agency and guys that you could probably trade for that are going to help you more right away and be more proven than him. So um, my, I get the vibe that they're just going to hang on to him as long as they have to keep him as an insurance policy in case Corey Davis gets hurt. I, I think they believe he's going to keep working hard behind the scenes. Um, yeah. So what, what you have here is you have a second round pick from 2020. That's probably going to be a healthy scratch until somebody gets hurt, which, you know, it says a lot about that 2020 draft, a lot about Denzel, a lot about the talent they have in front of them. But it's, it's a, it's a weird spot because I've never seen a trade request. Number one, from a guy like him, like we were talking around the Jets yeah. facility, like he, is he the worst to ever demand a trade? Like I know Ankeel Harry <laughs> from the Patriots did, but he was a first round pick. So Denzel's a second round pick that hasn't done anything. Equally disappointing players. Yeah. Yeah, equally disappointing. And yeah, so you have all that. And then I haven't seen a trade request where it's kind of like it's pretty cordial. Like it seems like he's fine being around the team still. Like he he's not like, you know, he's not saying anything bad about his teammates or anything like that. He's like, he loves, I love my teammates. I love the Jets. I don't know if he loves the coaching staff. He kind of didn't really say he loves them necessarily. But I don't know. It's like, it's very weird. I've never, I haven't really covered many like trade demands in general, but it, I'm very curious to see if he remains a good soldier as the year goes on and he's inactive every week and whatever. I mean, inevitably somebody will get hurt. Corey Davis has an injury history. Um, Elijah Moore was banged up last year. Like somebody I'm sure will not play 17 games and maybe he'll get some snaps, but will he be ready? And is he willing to do all the things that they want him to do? I don't know. It's, it's, it's very strange. I, but I, I would guess he's on the team in week one, unless somebody comes in who really likes, I mean, Jalen Rager just got traded for a fourth round pick pretty much. So I, I would think that would be their goal as a trade package like that. It's exactly what I was actually going to go yeah. to next was we've seen some receivers trade a rigor, a fourth and a, and a seventh. I guess the fourth can become a fifth if he disappoints in Minnesota. But but that does seem like now that's a first round guy um, that's shown a little more than than Mim. So but Douglas has his line, right? He draws his line in the sand. Yeah. And if he doesn't get it, he doesn't get it. The one thing that stands out to me with this whole Mims thing is going back to you know, the beginning of camp when his whole thing was like, I'm a starter, I'm an NFL starter. I want to be a starter. And then now it's almost like he's his message is they already made up their minds. They have these guys in front of me. There's no way they're going to allow me to jump over these guys. And I just, you know, you think about it. You were a second round pick. You've been on this team for two years. Like you had your chance to impress everybody. And like, if you had gone out and done what they expected of you from as a second round pick uh they probably wouldn't have made the other move all of the other moves that they've yeah. made to put guys in front of you so like it's almost like he's kind of whining that he's not getting a shot he clearly got his shot yeah and, and you know what that was that was why i was so surprised by the trade demands i think if anything it made him look worse around the league because he looks like a guy that you know just expects to be handed something because you know he thinks he deserves it or he's earned it um and, and so when he didn't get what he wanted he demanded a trade uh so i, I can't imagine that man, i don't know if that helps or hurts his value or whatever at least i don't know how much value he has but yeah i i agree with that and you know i think one thing to remember you know he was drafted by joe douglas but it was the previous coaching staff and i they they had an idea for what how they're going to use him he was going to be you know just an outside receiver he was only going to be the at the one side um uh, and then the new staff comes in and they want all their receivers to be able to play all the positions and he can't play all the positions and he doesn't play special teams, even though he, he was trying to this off season. And clearly they, he didn't develop enough in those areas by this year. 
I know last year was tough for him. He, he had that food poisoning thing where he lost 20 pounds and, you know, he had a hamstring thing at one point, I believe. Uh, so, you know, it was hard for him to learn all that stuff on the fly and stuff like that, but he's, he's had two, I mean, this is, he's in his, uh, third year now and he has not learned how to play the other receiver positions yet. And they, you know, every, even Corey Davis can play multiple. They they'll, they'll put Braxton Barrios on the outside. Like they, they want guys that can play multiple spots and he's kind of pigeonholed into one role and he can't play on special teams. So what value does he have to this team? Not much. Cause this right. is a coaching staff that didn't even necessarily want him. So. Yeah, not a good fit at all. Do you like Formula One but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on? Then we have the podcast for you. Introducing the Race F1 Briefing, the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us. All right. Well, that's enough on Mims, I think. Um, let's talk about Streveler, who like, <laughs> um, I don't know about everybody else out there, but from the time they cut him to the time he was signed to the practice squad, I was I was nervous. I was hopeful, uh, just kind of like, waiting and waiting hoping nobody claimed him and glad to have him back i just think it's fun that you know the the preseason that he had and knew we all knew he was going to get cut but it's just fun to know that he's still in that room now week to week and and i would assume having gone through waivers that nobody's going to come out of the woodwork and try to sign him off the jets practice squad at this point so feels like uh we're safe that we're going to have chris strebler in our lives for the entire 2022 season I mean, we're the foremost Chris Traveler podcast, so I don't know what you would do without him. <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm going to find, find a way to talk about him every week, honestly, as long as he's on the We should screen. probably try yeah. to get him on at some point. That's a great right? point, yeah. yeah. Um, I was I'm just, just going to say, here's some sirens. I, I, there are probably people rioting that he didn't make the team initially, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. He kind of like, he forced his way onto the team. You know, he, when, when they signed him, you know, we've talked about this because we talk about him every week, but um <laughs> They signed him as a training camp arm and he didn't get any reps for like weeks before the preseason started. And then he got thrown in there and he became this like cult hero. He, you know, he, the, the fan base like legit was legitimately mad that he got cut. Like it wasn't just like a joking. Like I saw fans are like, how, how could they cut him and not Mike White? Um, and I, I, it is important as much as we love him on this podcast. We're pros Chris Traveler. He, he was going against third stringers and backups yes. at the end of a game. Like it was exciting. It was fun. Did everything right. He's making all the, the players. This is a good way to put it. I think the players who Chris Streveler competed against in the preseason are on practice squads yes. or not on anything right now. And the players like, he played with part. really. Yeah. Besides <laughs> right. on Mims, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's funny. I, uh, and it, yeah, it was the, the locker room just like loves him. And Robert Sala, even like after the game was like, that was the best preseason performance in history. And I had uh, people tweeting at me that he, He's they're referring to him as August Brady, which I thought was good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's it's it's good because he's not he's not like the, a typical like training camp arm either. Like he has NFL experience. He played for the Cardinals a little bit. He's been in some NFL quarterback rooms. So if you know Zach Wilson's hurt right now, if he doesn't play Week One, and then Mike White gets hurt or Joe Flacco does, 
And all of a sudden, you know, if you don't know if Zach Wilson's playing the next week, they might have to call up Chris Stradler the next week. And they, they believe that he can run this offense. And um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a cool story. Uh, I will, I will say, like I said, we were, we were back in the locker room and of course I made a beeline for him when, uh, when it opened up for the first time. Um, and he, he's, he's a, he's pretty jacked. Like his arms are huge. I was, I was surprised by that. You don't really see, he's not like a very tall guy either. So, you know, he's got the, he's got the look. Chris Traveler for president. Chris Traveler <laughs> got the look. Uh, I don't know how we're going to talk about him on this podcast every week. <laughs> but find we, a way. Will, uh, we will find a way. Um, all right. So serious surprises on the roster because realistically, Chris yeah. Traveler was not going to make this team. We're glad he's on the practice squad. But we'll do some surprise cuts. We'll do some surprise makes uh, before we get to the Gardner interview. Um, surprise cuts. I think one guy stands out above just about everybody else, right? And that's Jason Pinnock. Yes. Uh, by all accounts, this guy was impressive. Uh, 2021 draft pick. Uh, maybe salt in the wounds is that he's now on the Giants practice squad across town. But um, when you think about surprise cuts, you have to think about who made the team as well, right? And the the clear combination here is, is Ashton Davis making yeah. the team after being a disappointment. Jason Pinnock gets cut and it sounds like from, excuse me, from Joe Douglas speaking uh, on Wednesday, this came down to special teams. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think that's the take. I, I still don't entirely understand it. I mean, clearly they weren't as high on uh, Pinnock as I thought they were. I, I he, He'd impressed me. I think he's, a, you know, he's very, he's raw. Like he just switched to safety. He missed a lot of last year with injuries. Um, but he, he was long and athletic and he was making some plays in camp. And I, I've been saying all summer, I'm like, you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year, he's starting at safety instead of Lamarcus Joyner. Like I, I wrote that a few different times because I, I, I thought it, I thought they thought that. So I, I was really taken aback by that cut. Uh, not only did they cut him, they also cut Will Parks and they kept both Ashton Davis and undrafted rookie and Tony Adams, who I didn't really know much about until the moment he made the team, to be honest with you. I, they clearly liked him on special teams as well. And I, that clearly wound up being a bigger factor than maybe I expected it to be, especially because they only have four safeties and the two backups are primarily there for special teams, which is kind of risky. I, they have Will Parks on the practice squad. He's more of a traditional safety. But yeah, the Ashton one, uh, you know, the combination of cutting Pinnock and and keeping Ashton, like I, I, I don't understand it, like on the surface in terms of talent and value and all that stuff. Uh, their explanation, a lot of it clearly, you know, it seems like maybe Brent Boyer was the one fighting for him. If, it, if it's all about special teams, they clearly like him on special teams. He's been a disappointment, like you said. I, I can't imagine it would have been that hard to find a good a special team safety on the waiver wire if they really wanted to. It's not like he costs any money, so I guess what's the point? But I don't know. I I don't really understand it. It was the weirdest thing they did for sure. Um, maybe that his draft status had something to do with it. I'm sure it did. Third round pick 2020. Pinnock was, I believe, like a fifth or a sixth round pick last year. I have to double check that. Fifth round uh, for Pinnock. Fifth round. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's a recent draft pick. And they also cut Jonathan Marshall, who was another draft pick that was recent. That was another surprise that I, I thought. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to make of it. I, you know, it's still, there's, maybe there's still moves to come. I don't know. Uh, they're probably going to place Vinnie Curry on injured reserve soon. I don't know what they're going to do with that roster spot. I, I don't, I don't get, I, I don't, you know, I, I wasn't as in tune with Ashton Davis stuff until after he got cut. And then I started seeing some videos of, you know, his tackling angles from last year and how he, he gave up that, that Jonathan Taylor, it was like a 80 yard run or something like that. And if you just watch the video of the way he missed him, it was just brutal. And he's had a lot of missed tackles like that. He just, he's athletic. He's long. Uh, I think they like the idea of him 
more than they actually and you should actually like them i would say so i don't know it it confused yeah. me i don't really get it i i would not have cut pinnick i was i expected him to get claimed on waivers it makes sense the giants did because he might be starting at safety for them pretty soon so yeah um yeah and david you said that they like the idea of him i think they drafted the idea of him and they just haven't uh haven't let go of that you mentioned marshall um a few other surprises uh tevin coleman cut but that means that the turtle made the team marissa i know i was waiting for her to jump in i'm i'm very excited very happy for him obviously shout out to all the terps making rosters and on <laughs> practice squads um uh, you know college football maryland starting this weekend i know some teams already started mm -hmm. so um yes you know i'm always always rooting for well, the terps in the nfl so, so topic so by the way go ahead go ahead no, i was gonna say tim sent like an emoji of a turtle and he said the turtle made it. and i it took me like a legit like hour to like figure out what he meant. I like had to think, really think about it. I'm like, oh, he means Ty Johnson. Okay. I definitely knew what he meant, but I like shockingly like had so much going on that day. Wasn't like <laughs> totally like tuned in. So I was very glad when he sent that um, yeah. that text to him. So off topic a little bit, Marissa. Um Andy Staples put out a story today about uh college football confidence meter by mm -hmm. fans. I don't know if you saw that. Uh Syracuse, by the way, a 39 confidence, not good realistic i think uh but the terps point. people feel good about the terps i think it was like 83 percent positive for the terps this year i mean that's fitting usually that's how go. like this time of year goes maybe check back in with me in like yeah. you know the middle of the season but i always have faith um in them so and i will be watching every game no matter what but you know do they play football. syracuse it's weird now because the acc got rid of the divisions it's just like everybody's in this big mash of teams and they have a weird scheduling system. And I know Maryland Syracuse are not like the every year teams. I don't know. So yeah, their so. non-conference games are Buffalo, Charlotte and SMU. And then they go straight into, but they the don't play Syracuse in the ACC this year. What? And you, and you no, Mar Maryland. Oh, Maryland's in the big 10. Whoa. Yeah. You should just yeah, delete yeah. this segment of the uh, <laughs> podcast. Cause I just like forgot yes. the last five years of real life. <laughs> I thought you meant like because they do play them sometimes in like those yeah, conference games. Maryland will always be in the ACC. <laughs> yeah, so right. um, unfortunately, we have some tougher competition to face than Syracuse. I almost wish that they were play, playing yeah, Syracuse, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Ohio State. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to find where they put Arizona on the Hope meter, and I can't even find them. So that's <laughs> not a good sign. I think he did all power fives and a few other. So, I don't know. There's a lot of teams. Yeah. um i'll find that later syracuse is borderline power five but they're, they're <laughs> arizona had, was pretty bad last year so yeah i think um you know i'll maybe send out a tease to our listeners here that andy staples will be um teaming up with uh dane brugler this year Ooh. for some yes yeah, some, some great stuff huh some, some great content. uh content on the athletic football That's show awesome. feed so That's an elite pairing yes so so keep an eye out for that not sure if i'm allowed to tell that but i think you know <laughs> our can't wait listeners deserve a little tease okay but i honestly don't stuff. know when andy sleeps uh i don't think he does. All the or, or, or dane you see his, his draft piece he does every year my yes. god yeah. Dane sleeps the month of uh, of May. Yeah, Dane yeah. Just yeah. Sleeps the entire yeah. month. So we have ex some back. exciting uh, crossover there NFL. The, we're calling it the intersection between the NFL and college football. We'll have so to get we'll have to get Dane on here yeah, at some yeah. point. I feel like I feel like he'd be Definitely. good. For yeah, we do. He's an annual visitor. Yep, we'll get him. Well, yeah. hopefully. So in hopefully the past, we won't be Zach, talking about the draft. Yeah, true. It's Dane. yeah, it's because you start yeah. talking about the draft earlier than yes. yeah. we've hit Dane like week ten. 
Well, yeah. hopefully we can wait till the actual <laughs> off season to yeah. go to Dane this year. Um, yeah. that, that is hope. All right. Uh, back to the 53 man roster, other surprises. I think, uh, Gidry, Adaga, I mean, Chuma, like this is the team that is not deep on the O-line. So, but yeah. there's only so many spots, right? Was that a, a decision of how many guys are we going to keep? And they, they decide that number doesn't include a dog, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, part of it, I think is they'd like Max Mitchell, maybe more than I expected at the start of camp. Like I think he's yeah. developing faster. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they bring back Connor McDermott, either on the practice squad or with that Vinnie Curry spot. So then you have a fourth tackle. I mean, I don't know how confident you feel. Fans aren't very high on Connor McDermott, understandably. So I don't know how much how well it makes it. It's funny. I, I when the roster cuts were happening, I like I like tweeted something like about a few guys that I think would make sense for them to, to claim on waivers, and everybody's like, they they need to claim offensive tackles, not defensive tackles. You idiot! No, nobody's cutting a good, good offensive tackle. That's just not how the NFL right. works. So like Chuma is like the high end of the kind of guy you're going to get on waiver. That's why he was claimed because he has starting experience, and so those kind of guys get picked up because there's not enough good offensive tackles in the NFL to have a good third and fourth one. So um, and they're going to be kind of, this is going to be the group. You hope that you don't have to play Max Mitchell anytime soon, but we'll see what happens there. One more name for you. Were you surprised that Lawrence Cager made this team? I mean, he impressed in the preseason, obviously, but making the transition to tight end on a team that has some good tight ends. Was that surprising? Yeah, that, that, that was surprising to me. I, you know, I think you said he he played really well. He flashed a lot of the athleticism and and talent. You know, what Robert Sala joked the other day that he said he told him that he was slow for a receiver but fast for a tight end is, is how he had described it. Um, and so I think they like him. They, they view him as a project. Maybe they thought they were scared he was going to get claimed by like the Giants, the team that really needed a tight end. Uh, Trayvon Wesco got he got claimed by like four different teams and he wound up on the Bears. So clearly, there's teams that need tight ends. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was surprised that I. I can't imagine he's really ready to help as a blocker. He does help. He does do some special teams work. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was surprised that though. I don't think they believe that Jeremy Ruckert is quite ready to like play a huge role. So I'm going to be interested to see how they do that backup because CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin are going to play a lot. So you really need a good backup there. So I'm curious to see on game day if both he and or Ruckert are active or not. One other thing I wanted to just get your thoughts on um because we've talked about it the last couple of weeks on this show about like hey the jets are fourth in line on the, the for the waivers they're fourth in line yeah. on the waivers uh we go through this process the jets don't claim anybody they had seven players claimed i think off their roster yeah. that's wild um, it wild. speaks wild it, i mean it is it just speaks to what this roster the changes of this roster right and and i don't know how many games this team is going to win this season um but the fact that seven players that the the jets felt they could move on from other teams wanted and yet the jets didn't see anyone out there that they wanted it says a lot about how this team feels about its roster that said was it a mistake not claiming anyone uh i mean it's a fair question because you know you look at there were some in, intriguing guys um ultimately if 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 guys are waived right now there's probably a reason you know sometimes there's success stories like braxton barrios and john john franklin myers obviously you're gonna have some success stories i was surprised they didn't do any because when you have that fourth spot that's pretty valuable like currency yeah. uh this time of the year um and a guy a guy that kept that i i didn't think they necessarily would or should or whatever was nathan shepherd and i thought there was a bunch of defensive tackles that would have made sense to bring it over him he, he knows the defense and he's been here a while they cut jonathan marshall i thought he would get claimed and he didn't um but yeah, i don't know they did like you said, it, it says a lot 
about the state of this roster that seven guys were claimed by other teams. I mean, that's wild. Um, and yeah, I, I was surprised I didn't claim anyone, but at the same time, they clearly like this roster. Um, they keep talking about how they believe this, this, this is, they're, they're ready to start winning games and they the goal is to be competing at the end of the year. That's a line that Joe Douglas said a few times. He said it all summer. And now they just have to live up to it. I mean, ultimately, it comes down to their quarterback position, and there's still a lot of questions about that. And so you you wonder if they're wasting this great this great roster on a wasted season if the quarterback isn't ready to, you know, be what they need him to be. And, you know, they have to reshuffle the deck there if he's not good enough. Like, it's a lot up in the air with that. We don't really know what Zach Wilson is going to be this year because we haven't really seen him go against other teams yet. Um, Joe Flacco might start week one. I don't know if he can beat the Ravens on his own. So it's, it's, it's going to be very, I'm very interested to see how this looks like, are, will we still feel this way about the roster if, you know, they're not scoring points and, and all that stuff. So I don't know. It's uh, I, I was definitely surprised. I thought they were going to get a few claimed. There was a few players that like Pinnock and um, I thought Jonathan Marshall and like guys like that, I figured would get claimed, but seven is like an abnormally large. It was the most in the NFL. And yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, Saying something. I, there's there's some people who who said you know does it does it mean that the Jets are misevaluating their players? That I, I I could see that argument, and there's history of them doing that. But um, I, like most of the guys they kept, you you understand. Like Ashton Davis is the main one where you're like I don't really know. Uh, and cutting Pinnock, the rest of them maybe you could you can make arguments for. But um, yeah, I think that it's it's a good sign. Yeah, this is one front office where that's that's not something that I generally worried about. It was evaluation of talent. I feel like that's like that's the strong point with yeah. with this group is that they know how to do that. Um, it's it's going to be interesting it, at some point this year. Maybe the discussion can be I think it's too early to, to be that negative. But like if they're in a bad place at some point this season, picturing this roster with the top 10 quarterback in the NFL and like thinking about, okay, you know, if this, if Russell Wilson was back there, what would the team's record be as opposed to a second year quarterback who's still figuring it out, but maybe that second year quarterback who's figuring it out will have figured it out. Yeah. And this team will be off to a great start. So I, I think it's too early to be negative like that. We're trying to be all positive heading into this season. Um, I think that's it. I think that sets us up for this interview, right? Do you want to set this up, Zach? Why? How did this come together? Yeah, where sure. You talk to uh, to Sauce. Yeah, sure. I'll I'll set it up. So Sauce was promoting something with Buffalo Wild Wings. So he got like his own sauce, which is like the perfect cross promotion. It's called a sauce. Easiest, sauce. easiest cross a sauce promotion sauce. ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I obviously took it. He's he's a great talker. I you know you never know how those things are going to go, but as you'll see, he's he's just he'll answer anything. He, I, I tried to ask him questions that he hasn't really been asked before. Um, I, I don't know how much this was kept in there. I, I don't think the very beginning part, but there, there's like a moment where he says something about how he tries not to like focus on like media and all this stuff. And then he starts talking about something with me that, that had happened on social media. <laughs> um, just for context, there was a point in training camp where I, uh, I like tweeted that he got beat on a, on a play or something like that. I didn't tag him or anything. I, nobody snitch tagged me either. So he, he must've like looked for his name or something. Um, <laughs> And and then he like quote cheated me. He's like, I don't know what you saw, Zach, but that wasn't me. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he wound up deleting the tweet and stuff. And I, he, so as soon as this interview started, uh, they introduced my name, and I'm I'm getting ready to like start asking questions. He like cuts me off. He's like, I know who you are. I remember your <laughs> I remember your name. I was like, Oh, you remember the tweet? That's what it was. <laughs> we hadn't met yet in like the locker room and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was cool talking to him. He's uh, like we've talked about on here. I 
his talent is like otherworldly. I, I really think he has what it takes to be really good physically, mentally. Like he has what it takes. We'll see if it pans out. You never know. Uh, but I, I'm pretty confident that he's going to be a, a good player, and he, it seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. So um, I'm excited for guys to see this. I, I did write about our Q and A. There's I think there's some stuff in here that maybe didn't make that. Uh, but yeah, so enjoy. I'll start off with like an obvious question. I'm sure you've been asked a million times, especially because it kind of ties to this. What 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 is the origin story of of Sauce, the nickname? Man, little league football. You know, the guy was. I always had that swagger. I always had. You know, I carried myself a certain type of way. You know, so I feel like my coach gave me the nickname Saucy. I feel like it was meant. That's why. That's why I be saying it all be God for real. You know, it ain't too many people that's gonna get the nickname Sauce at six years old and still be getting called it to this day. And then be having the opportunity to do something like this with Buffalo Wild Wings. You know, one of the best in the bit the best in the game, you know, and I'm I want to be the best in the game as a cornerback, you know, before it's up, when it's all said and done. So I feel like it's all God and all work worked out, you know, in my favor. Definitely. I mean I was gonna say, could you when you when I mean obviously you're six years old, so you're probably not thinking like this, but could you imagine that you'd be here right now, like talking about ha having your own sauce at a at a restaurant like Buffalo Wild Wings? Like it's That's pretty crazy journey. Man, honestly, it was a lot more stuff going on, you know, and not such a good way to be thinking about a, about sauce. I was just always trying to think of, you know, how I'm gonna take care of my mom because she was always busting her tail to take care of me. You know what I'm saying? So there was always like football, 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 and then. Like when it came to college, you know, the NIL, they like, all right, yeah, you can get your own sauce. And I'm like, you want my own sauce, but I don't want to rush it. You know, I feel like God, I, I really be putting my trust in God. I'm like, I ain't going to rush it. Because I could just go out there like anybody seeking somebody for sauce, this, this, and that. My name is this. And somebody would have came. I just let it all come to me. And it's like, all right, Buffalo Wild Wings. That's perfect. You know, it's just it's natural. You know, I'm able to have my own sauce, smoky, sweet, and spicy barbecue. I'm a barbecue guy. You know, and it's not like they was like, we want you to do this certain sauce right here. You know, they let me pick it, and I'm able to pick the sauce that I love, you know. And I always I always went to Buffalo Wild Wings since I was in high school, you know, with my, with my high school teammate, football teammates. And we always sat there watching football, eating boneless wings, you know. I feel like it was it was all perfect, man. It was all meant to happen, you know. So yeah. So I mean, with, with stuff like this happening, you know, getting drafted in the NFL, you're like living out your dream and stuff. Like, have you given yourself a moment to like appreciate all this stuff that's happening to you? I know you're obviously focused on the season and stuff like that, but have you, you know, given yourself a moment? You know, you, I'm sure you bought a house at this point, right? like stuff like that. Like, is, has that like all hit you yet? I ain't gonna lie, I, it really haven't hit me. This house stuff. I've been trying not to make it stressful because I, I tell my coach, like, man, I'm in this house, but I'm trying to do this, this. He like, <laughs> just take one day at a time. You ain't going to be able to have everything done in one day. You know what I'm saying? So I just make sure I take my time with it. You know, I pray at night. I pray when I wake up. That's the time that I got to appreciate the stuff. But I really don't be having time to, to stop and chill. I'm always doing something. If it's not, especially since I moved in the house, if it's not the house and it's watching film, then it's practice, meetings, and I really ain't had the time to. You know, I can't, I can't, I can't uh, just sit there. Can't sit there and take a moment right now. Everything's just happening, so I got to be ready for it. 
Yeah, I, I think I saw you posted on uh, Instagram recently that you had like a, a photo of your your fridge and you're like, you always wanted to have like a, a fridge, like a fridge that was the same color as the cabinet, like a very like small thing that maybe someone wouldn't think about, but you're like, I always imagine, like, have you had a lot of like small moments like that where you're like, man, that's cool that I got a fridge. Like, like that's just that's like something, I, yeah. That's what I always say. I always, my favorite phrase that I got from my cornerback coach, uh, Coach Odin, he always say like, it's a little but a big, like, it's a little thing, but it's a big thing. Like I always picture, picture myself having one of those. Like my mom just her, yesterday was her first day coming to the house. You know, hmm. I was getting a lot of stuff done, and she didn't know what the fridge was. And the fridge literally just blended in. I'm like, fridge right there. <laughs> the fridge blended. That's what I always wanted though. I always yeah. wanted to be able to walk in the kitchen and be like, and not be able to know exactly where the fridge is. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just great. That's all I, I ever wanted, for sure. How's uh? I mean, how how do you feel like uh, camp and these preseason games have gone for you? I, I mean, I know last night you guys got a win, and it seemed like they were they weren't really throwing in your direction much, which I feel like is a good thing, probably. But how how do you feel like uh, it's been going for you? It's been going real well. You know, uh, I just been I just been staying focused, man. Staying level headed. You know, trying make sure I ain't focusing on the media. You know, I did. I did see that one thing you posted that was wrong. That's all, that's all good. I just wanted to help you out. You know. I know. I know. I appreciate. It. Like I said, yeah. Let me know anytime I get it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to help you out. But yeah, I've been trying to just stay level-headed, making sure I'm listening to the coaches, just being a sponge from the coaches and my teammates, making sure I'm doing the right things. You know, uh, those been the main things. I feel like it's all been paying off. You know, just doing all the little things right. It's all been paying off. How did it feel to uh, pick off your old friend uh, in practice the other day, Desmond? Hey, we was talking, we was talking crazy on the phone the day before that. <laughs> Mike, really? I'm like, bro, don't even be trying to throw it my way. I'm gonna. <laughs> he like, bro, every time you up, I'm throwing the ball your way. He, we just, <laughs> like, you know. But yeah, that's my, that's my guy, man. It, it felt great though, for sure. And I, I saw you celebrating a little extra after that too, right? You said what? Oh, You're yeah. celebrating a little extra, yeah. You ain't never seen me celebrate extra like that. That was the first time. I told you <laughs> what I was gonna do. So you're you're talking about how you haven't really had a moment to like take everything in, but like what what do you do when you're like away from football? Like what's something you do to like unwind? Like what what is something you like doing? I usually play the game, play uh Call of Duty Warzone. Now I've been setting my game room up. I'm in my game room right now. I've been I've been trying to set it up. Yeah. But it's like I'll be setting up one one minute here, and then I'm like, oh, it's not, but I got to do that over there. It'd be so much stuff. Things, yeah. Having to unpack stuff, set stuff up a certain type of way, so much stuff. But Living got, on your own now, yeah. Yeah, I got a chance to, you know, set it up for the most part. You know, I'm still doing a few more things to it. So, so I mean, everybody's always asking about your trash talk. Do you get pretty pretty brutal when you're playing Call of Duty with, uh, with like, some kids or whatever? <laughs> I do, I do get, I do get a little crazy on Kyle. <laughs> I, I think I got a problem, man. I think I take everything serious. Like it could, <laughs> it could be the littlest game. I could be playing something like, what was I playing? I was playing Connect, Connect Four. <laughs> what was I playing? I was playing against uh, Carl, Carl Lawson. Yeah. Sitting there, we at um, what's the place called? I got main event. So we playing um, Connect Four. And it's like, when I lost, I had to run it back. I'm like, man, run it back. But I'm serious. Like, bro, we got to run it. I got to win. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, I get so serious about them competitive games. It don't make no sense. <laughs> no matter what it is, yeah. No matter what it is. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, on that note, like, you know, you're a cornerback and, I, you know, you haven't let a lot of receivers beat you, obviously. But so I'm sure you remember like the on the times where you have got like being, is there any that like stick out in, in your life, even dating back to high school where you're like, man, that, I really should have got that guy or anything like that. Like, dude, when you think back. Not really, man. I really don't be, really don't be getting beat for real. You know? <laughs> I really, I really don't be getting beat too much. Like, it'll be something small. You know, that's why I'm looking forward to going against the best guys. I want to see, yeah. I want to see what they're all about, you know, because I really, really kind of hard to beat me. So, so who's, uh, who's the hardest receiver you ever had to cover then? Uh, probably, uh, little Calvin, Calvin Austin from uh, Memphis. He played for the Steelers now. Yeah, Usually, yeah. Now, that's because it was my sophomore year. I never guarded a shorter receiver. I never guard one against receivers that was like too much shorter than me. He was mm -hmm. just so and quick but he ain't happy he wouldn't like cooking me though like he wouldn't he ain't had like no great game against me he probably had like 40 yards 50 or it wasn't nothing crazy but at the same time yeah, yeah. as a cornerback you could feel it like oh yeah he nice you could feel it whether whether you sticking with him or not whether he making plays or not you can still tell like if he nice or not all right good stuff uh good interview zach i do like you definitely went um away from the typical questions i think sauce yeah. that sauce sort of face which is good for him i'm sure and also yeah, good he was for doing us like a whole round of interviews and stuff so i'm figuring yeah. i'd throw him some as you can see he's got a good personality so awesome personality yeah, yeah. very cool how I many times I... do you think he answered the question which quarterback are you most looking forward to facing this season <laughs> that's good he's probably yeah. Had gotten that a lot, yeah. You didn't go there, so that was no, good. I didn't. I only had ten minutes to be fair, and it, it got cut off at before the end. But like the Buffalo Wild Wings PR person comes in right then, and is like, "Hey Zach, you haven't asked anything about Buffalo Wild Wings yet." <laughs> I'm like, "All right." <laughs> it's weird, and like I'd ask something about his sauce, sauce or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. His his uh, relationship. Oh, it's good with for Buffalo him for Wild sure. Wings, but yeah. yeah, I said my favorite thing was talking about the fridge. That was so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like these little moments that mean so much to these guys when they make it big totally, and showing yeah. his mom his new kitchen. Like and it humanizes, awesome. it humanizes them a, a bit. Totally. Too, they're always like put up as like these, like, you know, not gods, but you know what I'm saying? Like they're put up and put yeah. on a pedestal and all this stuff. So it, it is cool. And they, when, the, when they kind of show them, that's why social media has been cool. And that like social media is terrible in most ways, but um it's been cool in, the, in ways like that where they like share moments in their life like that. that's what i found out about that because he like posted a photo of his fridge to his instagram story and he's like i've always wanted a fridge that blended in uh, with the cabinet or whatever i'm like i kind of yeah. get that that's awesome <laughs> yeah really cool yeah that's always a thing for these guys right the, the house getting to show mom the house maybe some of these guys it's getting mom a new house you know eventually yeah. um it's it's very cool um when when rookies make it and, and like you said he seems like He's going to be the real deal. So a lot of fun to watch this season going forward. Speaking of this season, it is coming up quick. A um, little over a week away to week number one. What does the schedule look like for the Jets here between now? It's Thursday afternoon. Obviously, it's Labor Day weekend uh, leading up until week one against the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to physically be at the Jets facility until Wednesday. So Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I get like a legit like weekend off. It's crazy. Um it, that's why the, this extra week in between the season that they added when they got rid of the one preseason game is kind of cool good. for everybody, I think. Um, but yeah, so they'll, they'll be so Monday. I don't, I don't know if the team's going to be at the facility like fully. Maybe they will for like meetings and stuff. Salah is going to talk to the media on Monday, off Tuesday, practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then they got the Ravens on Sunday at uh, 1 p.m. Uh, Joe Flacco, probably, I would say. 
Yeah, I think that's going to be the big story though next yeah. week, right? Yes. It's just as once they get to practice, is yeah, Zach, we, if, even if on Zach the Wilson's field, not like practicing or if, you know, we're not we don't get to watch the whole practice anymore, so they could do a limited thing and we don't know. Limited could mean he was out there for like one thing and then they pulled him out, or it could mean that he did all but team drills. Like so there's gonna be a lot of us like trying to suss out what Robert Sala tells us. But it's gonna be I imagine we won't know who the quarterback is until Friday at the earliest. Yeah, if they're next, smart, next they Friday, not tomorrow Friday. And yeah, confused because you'd rather the Ravens have to prepare for a Joe Flacco, who they obviously know very well, who's not going to move at all, versus Zach, who's at well, was athletic. Would, would you rather that? I, I, don't I, I, I'm just saying, like, better yeah, I, I know saying, yeah. make them prepare for both, yeah, but yeah, yeah. um. Yeah, that'll be the big thing. I can't imagine a world in which Zach Wilson starts week one, but uh, but we'll see. And we'll be back next week, one episode next week, um, to get you ready for the Ravens. And then we go back to two episodes a week after that, re- recapping games and getting ready for the next week. So excited for that. Zach, you feel like you're in in the zone now with the podcast, three down and, and rolling along? I mean, I, I feel like I, we've all reached a comfort I'm already on Connor time. So yeah, I, I get, very true. <laughs> I feel like I'm fully indoctrinated at this point. I don't know. It's yeah, funny. I was looking at your tweet. You tweeted the show out and somebody <laughs> said 145. I know. I really or Connor 140. And then we started at 155. I, I know. I jinxed myself. I was like, ah, we'll, we'll be on time. This isn't Connor. <laughs> As he's shaving his beard. He's like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah we'll, we'll be, be on good. time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to try and be on time next week. Promise. All right. <laughs> Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the can't wait podcast. If you want to join the athletic, read all of Zach's great writing, read all of our writers, great writing across the board, uh, basketball and hockey are going to be back soon. Pennant races heating up in baseball. You can join for just $1 a month for six months. Go to the athletic.com slash can't wait to get that deal. And we'll talk to everybody next week.